The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? That was quick. Welcome in, Rod Peterson Show on the air. Yes, Rod is not here today. It's Darren DuPont in for Rod Peterson here on the RP Show. Hour one on a football Friday today. Uh, I think Rod's at the airport right now, so he's probably been watching this. So bon voyage, Rod, safe travels. He'll be in Atlanta today. Uh, visiting with our friends there at WQEE. And then he'll be off to the Great Eagle Resort and Casino beginning on Monday. So stay tuned for that back in Canada and back in Calgary. Tori Gurley will be by uh, a little later on um, to chat about that snoozer on a Thursday night, Thursday night football last night. But a really delicious lineup of NFL matchups on Sunday. So Tori will be along a little bit later on for that. TSN's Matthew Shinetti will be by. Um, I believe Clark's telling us he's going to the World Cup for TSN. We're going to confirm that if that's true. And we're going to tee up a big game in the CFL tonight. Uh, Hamilton at Calgary. We'll do that with Matthew Shinetti on uh, a little bit later on here in hour one. 902-518-3033 is the number to text the program. Uh, our Twitter handle is at Rod Peterson Show on the website, rodpeterson.com. Um, and let's bring in Lee Genier, who's going to be with us today, co-hosting the program from his, uh, what, is, what does Rod say, uh, in Calgary. But I'm thinking of the what? His palatial estate. That's what he says. He's referring to John Frenzy usually. We're not comparing you to John Frenzy, Lee, but welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. Ah, good to hear. Fantastic Friday. It's awesome. We're just getting the comment wall locked in. You can see we're back in studio uh, for the time being. And a little bit of housekeeping as well. Um, To celebrate Lee and I hosting the show today, we're giving viewers and listeners an extra 20% off on our limited supply in the Rod Peterson shop. So go to rodpetersonshop.com this morning or this afternoon. Enter the promo code DD, okay, for Darren DuPont. And uh, enter the promo code DD at checkout. Receive 20% off today only. So for everybody having their morning coffee out of their RP show coffee cups, we thank you for supporting the show and all that you've done. So, Lee. We've got lots to get to today. Um, we'll get to the quick six show topics. We'll get to a poll question. We've got that for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center in a little bit. Um, we're going to get to Thursday night football, which was a snooze fest. We had a great night in the NHL last night. The Flames winning, the Leafs winning, the Jets get started tonight. But we've got some big plans for Grey Cup. You teased it a little bit on social. We talked about it with our Grey Cup party. And Lee, we can tell everybody the tickets are now available starting as of two minutes ago, tickets have gone live and uh, fans can start buying their tickets, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, just made Grey Cup week a whole lot more exciting. So uh, yeah. on the Friday nights uh, at Ballers, right? So, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of players there, um, some incredible guests. So I would say jump on, get your tickets and um, join us for a great party to kind of 
get the weekend started off of Grey Cup. Tickets are already flying off the shelf. There is a limited number of tickets available. We only have 200 tickets. Very intimate, very private uh, VIP events. So get your tickets. Have to get a ticket to be there. It's the Friday of the Grey Cup, November 18th. You can see on your screen the uh, QR code uh, is down over this way in the back corner to Lee's left. So scan the QR code right now. Get your tickets. We're going to tweet those up later on this hour. Put them on all of our social media feeds. Again, the, the actual Grey Cup is going to be in attendance thanks to our friends at Twisted Tea um, and Coors Light, also going to be a big part of this. And proceeds from our event are going to help support Regina flag football. So uh, supporting the kids, having some fun, uh, partying with your favorite CFL players, and the actual Grey Cup has been confirmed to be in attendance on the Friday night. So get your tickets. So last night, Another forgettable, uh, forgettable game for Amazon and the Thursday night football crew. I mean, what do you do? This is back-to-back week, weeks now that you just feel the pain from Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. Uh, 12-7, Washington beats Chicago. For some reason, Carson Wentz remains undefeated on Thursday night. But here's a couple of things for me. Chicago, if you watch the game, those almost orangey-brown uniforms. I loved them. The orange helmet, the orange jersey. I loved them. I thought they were great. But here's the thing. Justin Fields and where I sit on Fields and the Chicago Bears. Don't give up on the young man just yet. But you need to start forcing him to throw the football. Because Kirk Herbstreet showed several times on the replay on Amazon last night from the angle behind the quarterback where he had a receiver wide open just making his break. And Justin Fields thought about it, thought about it and then tried to escape the pocket and either got tackled for a sack or escaped and picked up a small gain. He did throw for 190 yards. Carson went through for just 99 yards in that game. But you need to throw the football. And I know Luke Getzey, their offensive coordinator in Chicago, is trying. He's calling more pass plays than we're actually seeing pass attempts. But we see this all the time with athletes, not just quarterbacks, but athletes. When you lose the instinct to act before you think, you're instantly in trouble. And for Justin Fields right now, he's thinking before he's acting. And by the time he's ready to pull the trigger, it's too late. He's lost the instinct, that ability. And so I wouldn't give up on him, but they need to find it. And he needs to find that back, Lee. I don't know if you watched the game last night or what takeaways you had, but that's kind of the big one for me is Justin Fields. And he's lost the instinct. Yeah, I did watch the game, and you're absolutely right in the old adage. And I think Maverick said it best: "If you think out there, you're dead." So, um, you know, you got to have a quick ball release. Um, you know, the, those D linemen are coming at you pretty quick. So, I mean, you know what is, uh, you know, that I think is just going to come with some maturity in the league. And he's just, you know, on, on the on the call plane, he's just got to read those routes, and he just got to. He's got to put that time ball there and just have faith in his receivers that are running their routes. So, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I will think they'll get there, but you're absolutely right. It's talking about a snoozer again two weeks in a row, and um, it's not looking great on Prime. Uh, I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, it was 3 nothing at, at the half, right? So, I, you know, a lot of people are going to make some parallels between NFL, CFL, and some of the, you know, when I look back last year, these primetime games were so good. Um, and now, you know, they're, we've, we've had some real snoozers, right? And um, and some bad officiating. So, uh, you know what? The, the NFL's got, a, you know, a lot of issues right now, uh, including some a much, much uh, not needed controversial with uh, Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. Yeah, they talked about that on Thursday Night Football as well. And we'll get to that, the ESPN report uh, that came out yesterday. But, Jordan, uh, we got into last night a little bit, and I'm glad you brought up the Top Gun thing. Don't forget, I want to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, we'll have some fun with that maybe in hour two. But, uh, Jordan, you want to hit the quick six show horn? There we go. We already got into Thursday Night Football. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But let's back up the bus a little bit, and let's get into the NHL morning skate. Uh, point one this morning is the morning skate. Um, Austin Matthews scored the game-winning goal. The Leafs bounced back and won their home opener last night, 3-2 over the Washington Capitals. It was a good night for the Calgary Flames last night. Mackenzie Weger had a pair of assists. Colorado smoked Colorado 
Uh, the score looks better than the game was. 5-3, the final there, and we'll have more on that one. Matthew Kachuk on the board. The former Flame Stars scored into an empty net as Florida got past the New York Islanders 3-1 last night. Uh, Sidney Crosby, a goal and two assists, leading Pittsburgh over Arizona in their season opener, 6-2. Evgeny Malkin also scored in the win, and Tristan Jari made 26 saves. Nick Ritchie had both goals for the Coyotes. Carter Hart made 35 saves. The Flyers gave John Tortorella a win in his debut, 5-2 over New Jersey. Travis Konechny had a pair of goals, and Ivan Provorov had two assists in the win. Craig Anderson turning back the clock for the Buffalo Sabres. He stopped 35 of 36 shots that he faced in a 4-1 win over Ottawa. Victor Olofsson also had a pair of goals for Buffalo in the win. Uh, the New York Rangers are 2-0 heading into Winnipeg tonight, um, and they're scoring like crazy. I don't know if that's not good news for the Jets. 7-3 they beat Minnesota Thursday night. Marc-Andre Fleury Seven goals on 35 shots last night. Four-point night for Artemi Panarin, a goal and three assists, and Chris Kreider had a pair of goals. Uh, 2019 first-round pick Matt Boldy had two goals for the Wild. Uh, Dallas got by Nashville 4-1. The Preds, third game already somehow. Mason Marchment had a pair of goals. Tyler Sagan, three helpers, and Jake Ottinger made 31 saves. The three stars, ironically enough. And is Logan Thompson the only goalie? Clark might know this, but... He might be the only goalie to start back-to-back nights in the last decade. It doesn't happen anymore in hockey. He stopped all 27 shots he faced. Vegas 2-0, blank in Chicago 1-0. And who is Paul Cotter? He scored the only goal for Vegas. I've, why have I never heard that name before, Clark? Is that's probably my fault. New guy, Paul Cotter. He's on the map now. Uh, he had a decent preseason, too, I saw. But he scored the lone goal. And uh, Vegas 2-0. And Seattle got 26 saves from Martin Jones in a 4-1 win over the L.A. Kings. Uh, Jaden Schwartz opened the scoring and a goal assisted by our boy Jordan Eberle. And uh, the Kings all of a sudden are 0-2. So tonight mentioned the Jets open to the Rangers. One of four games on the NHL schedule. So point two, Lee, the Calgary Flames last night. 5-2 over the Colorado Avalanche. And that was a statement win for the Calgary Flames, man. Uh, they got down early in the first couple of minutes when Bowen Byram scored, but Calgary was slapping around the Colorado Avalanche in that first period. Yeah, they were coming out. They were hitting hard. They were playing hard. You know what? Home opener. There was a lot of energy in the building. Uh, Huberto's sister sang the American anthem. I think that got them all riled up. So, you know, it's always a great uh, opening night, especially in Calgary. So much energy last night. So it was great to see Calgary take the win over uh, Colorado last night. and, And they played them tough. Mackenzie Wieger got on the board. He had an assist on the goal that tied it up. And then later on, a couple of assists from Mackenzie Wieger. I thought he was really, really good, um, especially in that, I think it was the second period when Colorado was all over the flames a little bit, trying to push back. And Jacob Markstrom made a tremendous save. And then later in the sequence, Mackenzie Wieger had an awesome block shot, which led to... You know, Dubé finding, um, I think it was Lindholm. Um, sorry, it was Anderson on the breakaway. Rasmus Anderson on the breakaway, the defenseman. And it turned into the goal that made it 3-1. to one. So I thought that was big play by Mackenzie Wieger. He fit right in. Um, they put Nazem Kadri on a line with Dylan Dubé and Andrew Mangiapane. Uh, they had Lindholm or Huberto uh, with Toffoli and Lindholm in the middle. And I thought they were both pretty good. Um, the final line for Mackenzie Wieger last night was... Two assists, plus one, three hits, um, one block shot, and 20 minutes and 43 seconds on the ice. Jonathan Huberto had one assist, uh, one hit. He was even on the night and, and was on the ice for 17 minutes and 11 seconds. And Nazem Kadri had an assist, uh, a hit, a block shot, and was 17 minutes and 43 seconds on the ice. So I thought, you know, the impression of the three flames, the new guys... Lee was pretty good. I thought they they fit in pretty well. Yeah, they certainly made an impact uh, last night in the game for sure, and and they need to. I mean, obviously the uh, the franchise has been kind of hanging their hat on this trade and uh, a lot of the off season uh, movement there. So it's great to see them insert into the lineup and play the way they did, and uh, and uh, gave really gave the fans something to cheer about. Absolutely, they did. Um, that was big. Um, I thought, you know, the penalty kill was really good for Calgary, too. Um, you know, 
keeping Colorado in check. This was an Avs power play that a night, one night ago went four for six on a power play. They, you know, Calgary's penalty kill was pretty good last night. I thought Markstrom was pretty good last night. I mean, they outshot Calgary 14 to two, uh, 15 minutes into that game. They were Colorado 14 to two, Calgary did. And uh, also it was awesome to see Kelly Rudy on the call last night. We love hearing Kelly on the call. So the Flames are back. And uh, I thought that was a big statement for them last night. Trying to get to the YouTube comments. I don't usually have to do this. So I want to get in here. Um, we're going to get the comment wall up so we can get all your comments as well. Uh, Monty is watching and wanted to say hi from Saskatoon. Jenna Reagan's watching and says, let's go Buffalo. Absolutely. Alley Girl agrees. The Sabres did look good last night. Um, Jeffrey Townend, uh, Jeff the Stamps fan, uh, says uh, the Flames are only 60 wins away from winning the cup. Uh, yeah, oh, there we go. We got the comment wall up now. Is there any way to make that bigger? Maybe? Oh, Clark's working his butt off back here. Um, but it was a great start for the Calgary Flames. Um, so that was really good to see. Big win for the Flames, says Rod Monroe. Um, Kirk Sirota's watching, says Flames got their... First home opener win since 2009. How about that? The first home opener win since 2009. Everything seems to be pretty good, Lee. What's the vibe around, around Calgary? they got to be pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, that, you know what? Obviously, it's early, but you know what? To, the opening game is always a great pre precursor into the season. So I think uh, there is going to be a lot of excitement. Like I say, Colorado won the Cup last year. They had, you know, took care of them handily. So that's, that's great. So, I mean, it's, uh, we're looking forward to uh, a great season here in Calgary. So nine Oh two, but more importantly, yeah. go ahead. How about, you know, the Leafs and who was in the house last night, getting the, getting the Leafs crowd pumped up. The rock, the rock was hey, there my last night. Worker was in Toronto. I'm, I'm thinking you and Clark must be, <laughs> must have how about loved that? that. Absolutely. We love that. Look, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to the rest of the NHL. It is a football Friday. We're going to get to more football. I want to talk about Robert Griffin III, more delicious tweets from RG3. And we're going to get into Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders as well. we got lots ahead. This is the warm-up, and that was uh, just point one, the morning skate. So lots to get to here on a football Friday, including Matthew Shinetti this hour, Tori Gurley coming up next hour, and uh, we'll take a break for now. But uh, fill up the text line, fill up your coffee, 902-518-3033, and we'll be right back on the Rod Peterson Show here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live on our radio affiliates. We say good morning to them out in Georgia, and uh, if you're listening to the podcast on Apple or Spotify, subscribe today, and we'll be back after the break. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hour one continues on the RP Show. Darren DuPont in for Rod Peterson. Lee Genier over here. He's on this side uh, alongside today. I'm getting used to this. Usually I'm on the other side, Lee, you know, pointing, pointing this way, but... 902-518-3033, the number to text this show, Twitter handles at Rod Peterson Show, uh, The Rod Peterson Show on Instagram, 
websitesrodpeterson.com, where you will be able to later today to go on and get your tickets uh, to our VIP party coming up November 18th, Great Cup Week. The actual Great Cup will be in attendance, so make sure you grab your tickets. Limited numbers available. Must get your ticket to enter to hang out with all of our CFL friends, and I'm talking to agents and players across the league. We'll be announcing some of our names of our celebrity guests that will be there throughout the week. Uh, Lee's going to, I hopefully, you're over here. Lee's going to be there. Rod will be there. I'll be there. Clark, Jordan, we'll all be in attendance, so that'll be a lot of fun uh, coming up on Friday, the number, November 18th. Make sure you get down here your uh, QR code scanned and uh, enter to win tickets right now. Uh, quick six show topics. Let's keep going. Uh, point one was our uh, morning skate. Point two, we talked about the Calgary Flames win. And point two B would be the Toronto Maple Leafs getting a win after a tough opening night loss to the Montreal Canadiens on home ice. Austin Matthews, John Tavares each scored their first of the year. Uh, Matthews, the game winner. Good start, bad start for Toronto. Clark will get this, and the other Leafs fans will get this. They go up 1-0 early. Everything looks great. They outshoot Washington 21-11 in the first period, but somehow they're down 2-1 and get outshot the rest of the way. But come from behind win for Toronto, and all is well. Big story there, your boy. The Rock was in attendance at the Leafs game, wearing a Leafs uh, shirt last night. Uh, That was good to see, pumping it up. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, they're taking a page right <laughs> out of the NFL book, and, uh, and yeah, they're doing it right, man. Like, uh, you know, now they've got The Rock. They've, you know, the Raptors have got Drake. Now they've got The, ro- the Rock. The Leafs have The Rock. Look it, and this could have been our poll question, too, okay? We, 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 should have, we could have done this as a poll question. I thought about it, is, you know, why was The Rock in Toronto on Thursday night? And then give four reasons. You know, reasons like The Rock was there to buy the Toronto Argonauts for the XFL or negotiate a trade for the Toronto Argonauts to the XFL, right? Uh, He was there to talk to Randy Ambrosi about combining forces again. Why else do you think The Rock was in Toronto last night? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of rumors swirling around, you know, the CFL, um, more to the point of Toronto and Montreal, and leagues south of the border, right? There is a lot of talk behind the scenes right now. So I think there's probably a lot of things still happening. Um, You know, you've heard me come on here and say, you know, I think Randy Ambrosia has got his walking papers. I've heard nothing from Randy in the last few months. I haven't heard anything from him all season. So that would lead me to believe that, you know what, uh, this that he is, like I say, on his way out and they are actively searching for a new commissioner that's you know that's my thoughts um there are like i say a lot of rumors swirling we've got a lot of connections out there and um you know we're hearing a lot of things so it'll be an interesting um you know gray cup and uh, and off season because they you know they're gonna have to make some announcements pretty quick they always have that policy they don't want to interrupt gray cup or leading up to it so yeah uh, i'm gonna guess he was in toronto for a few different reasons so if he was at a Leafs game, Leafs on the, the Argos, so put can, two and two together. Can we start the rumors? The Rock is the next commissioner of the Canadian Football League? Question mark? Oh, no, I don't think it would go that far, but uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to guess there is some, some other things happening there. Absolutely. There are, there's something going on. He's not just in Toronto. I don't think the Toronto – when is the Toronto International Film Festival? I don't think it's going on now. It just just happened. Right, so. it just happened. So he's not in there for that. Uh, that's that's what they're saying. No, he's there to buy the Toronto Argonauts, Clark. He's not there to promote a How movie. About that? But his movie Black Adam is coming in theaters now, and and he is Spicy. on the promo tour. So we could we could just take the boring answer and and say he was there for that, which he probably was. But um, it's fun to talk about, you know, when The Rock shows up in Toronto for things like that. So. Uh, love seeing that. Uh, they're saying good morning. They're saying good afternoon. Andrew Stout says bonjour to, Ra, or to uh, me and to you, Lee. So bonjour, Andrew, and good morning or afternoon to everybody watching as well. Um, okay, point three, Thursday Night Football. It is a football Friday. we got to turn this over to football. We will later on an hour or two come back on hockey just because the Jets play tonight. So for our viewers in Winnipeg, you can uh, stay tuned for that. We will talk about the Jets game tonight. They do have the New York Rangers. But 
Jets are favored by a goal and a half. They're, the spread is Jets by a goal and a half. You got the Rangers on back-to-back nights, and I believe um, starting their backup goaltender, which um, is Halak, right? Is it not Yaroslav Halak in New York So uh, with the Rangers? So he'll start in goal tonight. But Thursday night football, Chicago and Washington. We talked about, you know, Justin Fields a little bit, but, you know, Robert Griffin III, I want to talk about this first. He's been the best on social media, and he's been so much fun watching him um, on our television sets. Um, Last week, he said that we all deserved a a free month of Amazon Prime for having to watch that game last week. Um, This week, here's his two tweets. He says, the odds of, and now this is early on, there was no touchdown scored for the longest time. We thought we'd go another week with no touchdown scored. He tweets out, the odds of getting hit by a shark, or getting bit by a shark are higher than a touchdown being scored tonight. So that was pretty funny. Where's the, where's the drum and cymbals on that one? And then, you can save it for this one, Clark. Uh, he says later on, anybody know if Amazon Prime can deliver a same-day touchdown? So RG3 was pretty funny, but they will get some better news, okay? Saints and Cardinals next week, which is a better matchup on paper, even though they're both 2-3 and three right now going into Sunday. And then they've got Baltimore-Tampa the week after that, which should be another good one. So Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, there's some reprieve coming on Thursday Night Football. Don't worry about that. To Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders, okay? The report that got released on Thursday, here's the headline from ESPN. Sources, Commander's boss Snyder claims dirt on NFL owners and NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. This is wild, man. This is wild. So Snyder, this is all from the article. Snyder recently told a close associate that he had gathered enough secrets to, quote, blow up several NFL owners, the league office, and even Commissioner Roger Goodell. Uh, this story was reported and written by ESPN's, I want to get this right, ESPN's Don Von Nata Jr., Seth Wickersham, and Tisha Thompson. And they did great work on this article, um, and now it's going everywhere. Here's some of the quotes, okay, from the article. And I'm going to get all your thoughts on this, and we'll get into this deeper. He said privately, they can't bleep with me, okay? Snyder, who's 57 years old, has told associates he will not lose his beloved franchise without a fight, and it would end in... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Multiple casualties. He quoted saying, the NFL is a mafia, he recently told an associate. Quote, all the owners hate each other. And a veteran owner is quoted as saying, that's not true. All the the owners hate Dan. More. Snyder recently uh, recently told the close associate that he had gathered enough secrets to, quote, blow up several, uh, several NFL owners, as we said, the league office and even Commissioner Roger Goodell. Um, sources say that they believe it's at least six owners. One owner was told by Snyder directly that he, quote, has dirt on Jerry Jones, though the nature of the information was unclear. Another source confirmed that Snyder has told a a confidant that he has an entire file on Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owner. They used to be friends. So, Lee, what do you make of all of this? Because, and what are we talking about here? You know, are we talking about Snyder hiring private investigators to camp out outside these guys' homes? You know, are we talking about, you know, what they might have photos of them doing, whether, you know, we, we see it with this stuff in the movies all the time. You know, did they get a photo of Jerry Jones in bed with a woman he shouldn't be in bed with? Did we see Jerry Jones talking to a, um, a group, you know, a la Live Golf and the Saudi dirty oil money? Is, did we catch guys in vulnerable spots? What are we talking about here when it comes to the yeah. possible dirt Dan Snyder could have on these guys? Yeah, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I mean, um, you know, you guys, you've got guys that are billionaires that probably have nothing better to do with their time. And you know what, when they've been trying to push Dan Snyder out for years now. So, 
you know what, they've had little or no success. I mean, obviously, they took a stand on the name change. It took a long time to get that across the line. Um, I'm sure that he does have some dirt. You know, when he's running in these circles, I mean, you know what, he's uh, purportedly hired uh, private investigators to do a bunch of digging on on owners, on Roger Goodell. You know, there's a lot of issues in the NFL right now, a lot of law lawsuits happening from John Gruden to uh, from Stan Kroenke with, with the LA Rams. So there is a lot of stuff going on. But again, um, you know, it just it creates some pretty interesting drama because it's going to read like a book. And uh, I'm, in, I'm interested to see the way it plays out. But you know what? You've got a lot of employees, ex-employees of the commanders, obviously with the, with the Redskins at the time, uh, that have alleged a lot of improprieties there. So a lot of stories, cheerleaders being taken to uh, exotic locales with their sponsors. You know, that story came out. So I think, you know, it's all going to come to fruition. Maybe Dan is back into a corner and he's trying to, you know, what's the best thing to do? Hey, I'm going to I'm going to bring out all this dirt on you. Right. So. Um, you know, because they knew they do need 24 votes to get him out. So, um, you know, if he's that hated, I think it would have already happened. But um, I'm sure it does have the opportunity to give the NFL a real black eye, no matter which way it goes. Well, that's the deal in all of this, right? We I think we agree that Dan Snyder is not a good guy. We said it on this program and we were supposed to be in court hearings. He was off on his yacht somewhere hiding out. And I think he still is in the south of France somewhere. And we don't know who's with him. I, I, I think he turned control over of, his, of the franchise to his wife. We don't know if she's running the day-to-day operations or if she's actually in the south of France with him or what's going on there. But Roger Goodell can't get rid of Dan Snyder. He doesn't have the ability to get rid of Dan Snyder as an owner, as the commissioner of the, of the NFL. He doesn't. But he can start the process. So he can call for a vote. He can bring it up in meetings. And they're going to have league meetings starting next week, which I believe Dan Snyder's not on the agenda for meetings that start on Tuesday, NFL league meetings. But he can start the process. And as you mentioned, they need 24 owners to vote him out. You need 24 votes to vote out Dan Snyder, which brings us to our poll question today. For Capital Auto Mall and Universal Collision Center, Capital with dealers all across, dealerships all across the prairies and into California. And I want to get, make sure I get the wording of this right, uh, and, and I'll pull up some early results from Twitter. But the poll question today is this. Would you be willing to do the right thing if it meant you'd also take the fall? So right now, 76% of people are replying yes, that they'd be willing to do the right thing even if it meant they'd go down too. And I, I admire the crap out of that. You know, doing the right thing if it meant you'd go down. We see this all the time. But in relation to Dan Snyder, you're, you're asking 24 owners to vote him out. 24 owners who we are pretty sure six of whom he's got dirt on going to vote against him knowing full well that he has all their dirtiest secrets and it's going to be on the front page of the paper. They're going to take the fall just to vote him out. I don't know that I'd find 24 owners willing to do in that, Lee. I don't know that there's 24 guys willing to do that. You think Jerry Jones is willing to lose his Dallas Cowboys, be smeared publicly, have the worst things possible? Because I'd, I'd like to think that these guys are all perfect and they're all saints. I don't know that Jerry Jones has a perfectly clean track record. I don't know that. You know, if he has shady dealings with mafia organizations, I have no idea. And I don't want to accuse Jerry Jones of anything. But the dirtiest secrets that billionaire owners have. You think Jerry Jones is going to vote out Dan Snyder? I, I don't know. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I highly doubt it. You know? Um, yeah. And I mean, I've worked with enough owners over the years that um, these guys didn't get to, to where they were by being the nicest guys in the world, right? So. I know. So I admire the 76% of you who are voting. Do we have better results on YouTube, Clark? Is it up there yet? I'm not sure if it is, but it's almost 100% yes. So do we not have the most noble viewers or what? Because, or we have, I mean, all our viewers have no skeletons in the closet. Like I'm looking at you at Andrew and Monty and Jennifer and Jeff and Ted. You know, you guys got nothing in your closet 
everything you'd be cool with being out there? Like everything? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, man. Like it's, this is, for me, this is tough. Like this, this is really, really tough. And you want Dan Snyder out. As an owner, you want him out. And you think, I can vote him out and we can keep this. He's got all the dirt. He's got a, he's got a ripcord that if you're going to vote against him, he's going to release his dirt on you. And it, they're going to call a silent vote, but forget about silent vote. He'll know exactly who voted against him. He'll know exactly. You don't go into a vote unless you know you have the votes and you know exactly who's voting which way, right? Yeah, and I'm going to guess since this story broke yesterday, um, you know, he might be hiding out on his yacht or wherever he is. Um, there's all sorts of uh, rumors where he's hiding out, but uh, I'm going to guess he's on the, on the phone to a bunch of these owners saying, hey, uh, I've got this on you. I'm bringing it out. So Matthew's we'll, uh, no, for sure. Absolutely. Matthew Shinetti's coming up later on this hour. Do we have him logged in yet, Clark? Perfect. So Matthew Shinetti from TSN will be on the way. We got Tori Gurley coming up next hour. We'll play uh, NFL deal or no deal next hour as well. We'll uh, get to the rest of the slate and more on this. Lee, we'll see you back here in hour two. Sound good? Awesome. Look forward to it. All right. Uh, 902-518-3033, the number to text if you've got questions for our next guest, TSN's uh, Matthew Shinetti or Fireman on the YouTube. We'll get into uh, week 19 in the Canadian Football League. We'll look ahead to the World Cup and a little bit more. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Darren DuPont in for RP, who I believe is in Atlanta now. And on Monday, he'll be back in Calgary. You're watching on Game Plus, YouTube Live, and listening on the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hour one continuing here on this uh, Friday afternoon uh, morning out in the West. Uh, as we join you here on the Rod Peterson Show, Darren DuPont with you here. Rod Peterson will be back on the show Monday live from Calgary. So back in Calgary and getting ready to go uh, watch a lot of hockey now. you got the Wranglers in town, the Flames, the Hitmen. That's going to be a lot of fun. 902 518 3033, the number to text the program uh, and get your questions in for our next guest, Matthew Shinetti, on YouTube or on the text line as we welcome in uh, TSN's Matthew Shinetti now to the program. Matt, I can't keep track of you, man. Where are you these days? Uh, you're all over the place. Well, right now I'm in uh, my condo in Toronto, but tomorrow morning I leave for Montreal for the MLS Cup playoffs. I'll be doing that, and then next week I will be uh, in Hamilton uh, for the Ticats uh, game uh, against the Red Blacks. And then the next day I will be in Montreal for Argos uh, Owls. So it's, uh, it never stops. Unbelievable. Any, so were you in Qatar for the World Cup announcement back in April? Is that, are, any, I, was, are you, I, was, I was there for the draw. Any plans? Are you going back in November? I will be leaving on November 8th uh, for a month. So I'll be part of TSM's broadcast team there. Um, it's there's a lot of work still left to do. It's exciting times. Uh, although it comes with the with the caveat that I unfortunately won't be in Regina for for the Great Cup this year, um, and and that's uh, that 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 hurts me because uh, I was there in 2013. That was my first Great Cup. I didn't do the sidelines, but my first Great Cup working with TSM, uh, and to miss an opportunity to go to New Mosaic. Uh, I know, listen, in the context of it, uh, you know, World Cup and New Mosaic, uh, I know Ryder fans uh, would, would argue that it would probably be better to, to come to Pilsner country, but uh, uh, I hope to be out there in the near future. But uh, it's the only drawback about going to uh, Qatar on the 8th because I will miss the Great Cup. Yeah, I know. That's tough. You're going to miss our party, too. We're going to have a Great Cup party with the show on the Friday night. Um, but, yes, the World Cup will be awesome. Look at, have you always been a soccer guy? I know our viewers – 
they know you from the CFL and TSN very well, but how long have you been covering soccer? How long have you been a fan? Is this something that's been on your radar, like kind of that you've wanted to do? Well, it's funny. It's uh, for those, and there are probably aren't many who remember back uh, in 2010, I, uh, I worked for CBC sports, uh, helped put their website together for the 2010 world cup. I was a soccer reporter. I covered Toronto FC's first few years, uh, did a bunch of freelance stuff. Um, it was how I got into uh, this business we called sports journalism. And to be able now over the last number of weeks to get back, uh, last number of months really, to get back into it um, while also juggling CFL has been certainly interesting, um, but it's been, it's been fun. I, I wouldn't say um, that it's, you know, more of a love than, than necessarily the CFL. I mean, it's my 10th year covering the CFL and it's, you know, it's, I, I said just a few weeks ago, the CFL is the family I never knew I needed, but covering soccer has always been a passion of mine. Um, and to know that I have the privilege to be part of our great broadcast team that'll go over is, uh, is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I did cover the first few years of Toronto FC kind of tapered off when I went to the national post in 2011 and, uh, was very, very lucky to get back on some MLS broadcast this season. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to the coverage. Look, you've been to Qatar once, and I was at a dinner. I was hosting a dinner. It was for the professional interior designers of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. And I was sitting around the table, and a couple of them, we started talking about the World Cup. We told them, like, you know, I'm co-host a sports show, and they started asking about the World Cup, if we're going to cover it. And we actually have plans to, to cover it, and we, we know a couple of people that are going to be there. And now, obviously, you're going to be there, which is great. But they talked about the travel and all the controversy around the location. You've been there once. You're going back. How bad is it? What, what really is it like? And, and uh, what was your experience? You know, it, I had uh, a lot of the same questions in my brain when I was flying over for the draw. I read up on all of Amnesty International's reports uh, about certainly the infrastructure certainly the migrant workers and uh, the ongoing fight to uh, get some kind of fairness for those who travel to Qatar uh, to work. And when you, when you arrive in Qatar, you realize very quickly um, that yes, on the surface, it seems like um, the, you know, workers coming into the country only do infrastructure and uh, certainly we're part of building the stadiums, but it's, it's everything. Uh, Qatar is, you know, it's not hard to find. It is the hardest country to become a citizen of. And many um, who are looking to uh, earn a living and pay remittances probably, you know, perhaps back to their families will go to Qatar to work and work in a number of, of industries. It is a modern country in, in, in so many ways. There, there is obviously when you, when you perhaps travel to that part of the world, um, misconceptions that you have in your own brain, uh, you know, incredible infrastructure, very, very friendly and welcoming people. But certainly, you you cannot deny um, all of the controversies and justifiable questions that have circled around not only the awarding of the World Cup to Qatar, but also everything that's happened in the intervening years. Certainly, when we were there, the, the Qataris, and you've heard this, certainly projected North American media, they tell you that they, they always say, well, always be wise about your own issues in your own country. Fair enough. But that's why we have, um, you know, freedom of the press. Uh, it is going to be interesting knowing the amount of media that are going to be there. And I was there in the draw hall where it was 50 yards long of media from all across the uh, all across the globe. Excuse me. And I was standing next to Saudi Arabian uh, sports and French sports doing live hits from inside the hall. And, I have never seen a gathering of media and I've covered the Olympics like that before. So it's, uh, there will be a lot of questions. There will be a lot of examination. One of the stadiums uh, in Qatar has uh, photos, passport photos of everyone who apparently worked on the stadium. Seems on surface, a little tone deaf given all the perceptions around the world of many of the migrant workers who came in and those who lost their lives or those who were living in, in, certainly uh, what we would consider terrible conditions. Uh, it is going to be, a you know, besides the love of the game and the fact it is the biggest sporting event in men's sports, uh, the other side of it is there's going to be a real, real close examination of, of Qatar and, and how it hosts and what it has done 
to build what is going to be the most concentrated World Cup ever. Uh, to say nothing for the fact that it's happening right in the middle of the European soccer season. So it is. there's a lot of oddities. There's going to be a lot of questions. And Qatar is going to be in the spotlight. This is what they wanted. And, you know, shooing people away and telling people, go worry about the problems in your own country is not going to suffice for many media traveling. Yeah, I, I, I know. But, um, yeah, I can't imagine. But great Great update and perspective and lots of comments coming in on this. And, and there's more comments, too, coming in on, on the CFL, which I want to get to. But I see this morning Alfonso Davies is back training in Bayern, which is awesome after the head injury. Um, what stands out to you as the biggest storyline going into the World Cup for Canada? It's a good question. There are a lot of them. I was saying yesterday that had Canada perhaps went right to the World Cup after they beat Jamaica and qualified for the first time in 36 years, many people would be saying, listen, this team could advance out of the group. Uh, and then to know that they're playing against established World Cup teams like Belgium and then Croatia, who were runners-up, and Morocco, who gave Portugal and Spain a run for their money four years ago, Canada is going to be in tough. But there's two ways to look at it. One is certainly the challenges that they will face. I was in Austria myself and Stephen Caldwell and Luke Wildman, part of a broadcast team. And we watched Croatia beat Austria three, one in the UEFA nations league. And Luka Modric is one of the most incredible players you'll ever see watch because he is one of the greatest modern players over the last 10, 15 years, especially as an attacking and creative midfielder. Then you have to look at Belgium and know that they have Kevin De Bruyne who plays for Manchester city and Aiden Hazard, who, you know, oftentimes comes off the bench for Real Madrid and Romelu Lukaku, uh, to say nothing of, of Thibaut Courtois, uh, their goalkeeper who was instrumental in Real Madrid winning the Champions League. So all of those odds and the talent, the world-class talent, the World Cup experience on every other team, it just piles on the adversity for Canada to say nothing of Alfonso Davies clearly getting kicked in the head by Drew Bellingham last week when uh, Bruce Dortmund faced Bayern Munich knowing that Kyle Lahren, their men's all-time leading goal scorer, was, has been sitting on the bench um, for the club that he transferred to in, in Belgium, and knowing that a, a captain Atiba Hutchinson is only now getting back to training after dealing with a bone bruise. But the flip side of it is, this team, regardless of all the issues that they've dealt with, is very, very close, and is um, the players often tell me they're on text chats with each other every day, not just hyping each other up, but checking in with each other. and. When you're looking at the positives for Canada, just a couple of days ago, Tejon Buchanan, who plays for Club Rouge, uh, was starting for a team that advanced out of the, uh, out of the group stage of the, of, uh, of the Champions League for the first time in club history. Stefan Estacchio will be starting in central midfield, is starting for Porto in the Champions League. Yes, Atiba Hutchinson is getting back healthy. It doesn't look like Alfonso Davies is, is, is seriously injured. And Montreal, who have a, a stable of Canadians, Samuel Piet and Joel Waterman and Ishmael Kone, uh, they're all going to be in the MLS Cup playoffs this weekend. So there are positives for Canada. But those 10, first 10, 15 minutes against Belgium on November 23rd are going to be the most crucial uh, moments and minutes in men's soccer in this country. And if Canada can you know, play the fast, aggressive, offensive style that we saw through qualifying, they could, they could go ahead and cause problems, but Toronto FC head coach Bob Bradley said it perfectly this week. He coached the men, he coached the U.S. men in, in 2010 and said, you can have all the best late plans. You can have everything prepared, but the moment you hit adversity on the World Cup stage, if you're not prepared for it, everything can fall apart. So as much as Canada has the talent, as much as Canada has the momentum, irrespective of, yes, some of the stuff they dealt with in June in terms of the player strike, this team, if they focus and they have that togetherness they have throughout qualifying can still cause a lot of problems in their group. A tremendous update. I know we're up against it, Clark, so we're going to just juggle this just a little bit for the folks back at Game Plus. Uh, we're going to juggle just a little bit because i got to get this in. we got about 60 seconds, but tonight, Hamilton, Calgary, big game. Ticats, where are they at, man? Can they, can they find a way to get into the playoffs? I, I will go ahead and say very quickly that their running game coming alive was, was really, really beneficial to them. But the Ticats are only going to succeed if their defensive line continues to be incredibly disruptive. What they did, and I know Ryder fans won't like me reminding them, what they, uh, what they did to Cody Fajardo and uh, Saskatchewan's offensive line last week, yeah. uh, they, they basically demolished it in that second half. So uh, even without Dylan Wynn, Micah Johnson and, and Ted Laron and Julian Hauser, uh, they cause a lot of problems up front for the, for the Ticats. 
It's tough though, because you're going into Calgary and Calgary certainly has a ton of confidence. You watch what they did to the Argos just a, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, it is, is a tough test for the Ticats, but you look at the Ticats, look at the, the Red Blacks. Uh, it really still is this playoff atmosphere uh, in the East. But I mean, I'm kind of still peeking over to the West, especially with the news that Nathan Rourke uh, is, is back. And, and there is some positive news perhaps that he might play. Uh, as much as everything's going on in the East and, and a lot of tension and, and, and pushing for places and trying to hold off the crossover, I'm hoping Nathan Rourke comes back. Oh, you and me and everybody else in the CFL, I think we hope Nathan Rourke comes back at some point this season. Hey, tremendous update, Matthew. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Have the blast uh, between now and the World Cup. And, and everybody wants to know, they, they love your shoe collection, obviously. So do us a favor, and before you go to Qatar you got to put something on Twitter, on the social media feeds of, of, the, of the shoes you're taking with you to Qatar. Oh, I'm okay? looking at them right now. My, 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 my pair of shoes <laughs> that are going to Qatar are just right over my shoulder there. So don't worry. A lot of people are just going to see them. No, no, there'll be a couple. Okay. There's, there's, I, I won't get into it now, but there's, uh, there is some sponsorship uh, juggling you have Ooh. to do when you get to, to, uh, to the World Cup, uh, given that there is an official apparel provider of, of the World Cup that is not – Converse and Nike. So that there, there will be some uh, juggling that we have to do when we get over there. Here I thought that was only for the athletes. Matthew, appreciate this. All the best. Uh, have a great weekend. Take care. TSN's Matthew Chenet. We are really up against it. So we'll have a like 10-second like viewer takeover on the other side of the break. And uh, more with Lee and Tori Gurley coming up in Hour 2. The Rod Peterson Show here on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right. Hour one, basically in the books here on a football Friday in the RP show. Big thanks to TSN's Matthew Shinetti for stopping by, giving us the World Cup update and getting us set on all things uh, for the, uh, the game tonight. Uh, a big one in the CFL. Calgary, home to Hamilton. We're going to break that down in hour two with Lee. Tori Gurley's on the way in hour two as well. We're going to play NFL deal or no deal. Thursday nighter was a snooze fest. We got a big slate of Sunday football coming up. Going to talk college football, youth sports football, and we're going to get to that text line at 902-518-3033. That's all ahead. Hour two of the RP show on this football Friday is on the way here on Game Plus YouTube and on the podcast. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.